Welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 143. My name remains Grant Howitt, and I'm joined, as ever, by my best and tallest friend, Christopher Taylor. How you doing, Chris? Hello. I'm very cold. Chris is very cold. Chris, I hear, is dressed up like a like a horrific <laughs> steptoe. I am a I, bit. I, I, either steptoe, you could imagine. Uh, either one, they're both manky. You could imagine him scrubbling through your pipe. Sorry, scrubbling through your bins <laughs> for a spare clay pipe to suck on. Yes. Not I'm scrubbling right. through your pipe. I'm That's a much... gloves and a house coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a dog on a string. If only. Mm. That's, that's precious body heat. We spent, dear listener, we spent seven English minutes talking about what we could do for an intro. And mm-hmm. it it's dawning. It's dawned on us once before, but I think this is the keenest that we've ever felt it, that... We don't really have lives outside of role-playing games. No, this is this is it. Mm. In the, I, I, I leave the house. I go, I go shopping for food mm-hmm. and for role-playing games. Well, you do board games as well. Sometimes you oh, do social true. stuff. Com- that that is completely different. If anything, you have a more active social life than I do. Is, I'm very cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And we're we're in crunch period on the on the um, on the books, which is something which we're not supposed to do. But thankfully, there's only three employee, two employees, I think, technically. Um, <laughs> and so not one of them will listen to complaints. No. Uh, so it's it's very much my own fault. I'm in crunch period, and that's fine. That's okay. I'm working <laughs> through it, but it means I'm working quite hard, uh, which means I've been mildly deranged for the last few weeks, and I'm going to continue to be mildly deranged for the next three. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what I'd like from you, uh, listener, in addition to questions and game ideas, in addition <laughs> to you just writing our fucking show for us, could you send in some intros as well? <laughs> we're we're going to need like three or four just to tide us over through this rocky patch, okay? What, what format do you want this in? Like, Are we looking at scripts? God, I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> It's the full, like, 14-minute script. Yeah, you could record it. We'll, we'll splice it in. Do your best Chris and Grant impression. Legit. That would yeah. save us a whole bunch of time. I'm slightly more nasal and excited. He's more laconic and bassy. It's pretty easy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> honestly, we're not hard to copy. No. Uh, yeah, just just, uh, just, just thank you. Um, so, yeah, we've got no intro. That's the intro. Hope that works for you. Christopher asked me a question. Let's make this shit happen. <laughs> Let's fire it off. Boom. Boom. Owen asks, which is better, big expansive campaign setting with a bunch of different locations or a setting with a very small scope that is richly detailed? Obviously the second. I included this question as a trap and you fell for it. Oh no, a trap. I included this question as an advert for our games. Oh, that's really clever. It's a good thing they don't know that it's a trap. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back on that a, a, a little bit because I think, I, I think the best, the best setting is a richly, vaguely detailed location, <laughs> which is, which is what we write. 
but having having like a really strong theme in a place and then being pretty sort of laissez-faire about how how true things are and where things are because because dear listener taller city by the spire has just launched <laughs> Tallest City by the Spire is a it's like, it's like, it's like a twenty year old um, setting book for Dungeons and Dragons. It can't be twenty years, can it? We were like, reading third I, I mean, edition. I stole it in uni, mate. Third edition came out. Don't <laughs> not, yesterday. Sure. It came out yesterday. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Pathfinder. Don't bring that shit here, Howard. Um, it's it's an old ass setting. Um, but uh, and and it's 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 Monty Cook, my um, rival, and senpai. Uh, and one one day he'll notice me. <laughs> but until then, I'm gonna conti- I'm gonna say I'm just gonna presumably ruin my career by saying rude things about him on every podcast I'm on. <laughs> Love you, Monty. Mm-hmm. What's what's it short for? Montebank Mountain. Wow. Mounted. Y- you lead with Mountebank. Mm. Um, he's he's released Tallest City by the Spire, which is a I'm going to say obscenely detailed setting. Like it's down to the street. It's what six hundred and seventy pages. I think it was five fifty, but I'm, I'm that, that that was that was the old one. I don't know what the oh, old yeah. one is. It has a race of lion men in it, mm-hmm. um, and it there's there's uh, there's a town, there's a big spire, and there are apparently some dungeons. But it's but it's it's in five E now, and it's something which people recognise. So motherfuckers have just thrown their wallets hard at their computer screens, eager to give Monty Cook some more money. When mm-hmm. when Chris is over here, having to wear eight pairs of socks and three fingerless gloves and eat his dog to keep warm, because I'm refusing to turn on the heating because that shit's expensive. <laughs> it is also I'd like to point out dark in here. <laughs> I think you're allowed to put the light on, man. Too expensive. No, I okay, think. okay. Um, I'm really, I'm really trying to culture the starving artist look. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. all right then. So you know, sacrifices have to be made. We'll get you an easel. Oh shit! Yes. Mm-hmm. Cut off one of your ears. My point is that people, people really love a richly detailed world. People mm. like that. People like a world which is which like where, where there's too many details to ever do something with, and that and that sort of that exists. You know that that's, that that you get the impression that you can that it all hangs together. Yes. Uh, that that you can put the book down and the world will carry on. This is a lie. That will not happen. <laughs> I am. I am going. That's not to, how books work. That's not how books work. But that's that's kind of that's the conceit, isn't it? You know. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to complain about Tolus. Uh, what what do you think's better, big books, small books, <laughs> some as big as your head? I'm. I think there's honestly a case of both. I prefer a big, expansive campaign setting mm-hmm. with barely anything mentioned. <laughs> like thirteen. Like, uh, if, if you can give, if you can give me an enormous world map, mm-hmm. like a, a bonkers resolution, and just write the word druids on one bit of it, mm-hmm. and that's it. That that's that continent. <laughs> Then I'm then I'm all about that. I think that'll work quite well. Right. Um, and I, the problem is when you hang on. Let me let me rewind this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Big expansive campaign setting with a low different locations is good for variety. Mm. It's really good for long campaigns um, and very uh, varied player characters and things like that. You've also got different levels of play you can plug in there and stuff as well. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And a very small scope game that's incredibly richly detailed mm-hmm. is generally better for shorter games and similar player characters mm. rather than like one person who is an lizard 
and one person <laughs> who's an adventurer. You know, right, like yeah. everybody's going to be from the same village, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's definitely like room for both. Mm. But this ties into a question that we're not actually asking this podcast, mm-hmm. but it was it was considered. Okay, which was which is the best adventure? Oh, uh, which like which which is was which is your the favorite? Best, which is the best? Was, yeah, what's your favorite published adventure or something? Is there was a question on Reddit, mm. and this got Grant and I talking about Master of the Arthur which is essentially a campaign setting. It's so big. Yeah, pretty much. And how that is an excellent game novel that I don't have time to play. The closest analogy I, I, I came up with was it's like a wiki of a show you're not watching. That's it, yeah. Or a game you're not playing. And you can still get the interesting bits out of it. You just don't have to go through the, the practice. Like I, I really love reading like a, like like Bloodborne wiki. I really mm. like that. Sorry, just, yeah. sorry. It's not like I'm doing it every day. I like doing it uh, on a, on on occasion and like and like to learn about things. But I don't want to have to get good to learn all of that stuff. Yeah, and I think that those that those campaign settings like Tolus mm. are incredible for that. Like yeah. I I personally don't want to play in a world that specific. No, but I kind of want to read that like like a book, like a novel. I think I I'd definitely flick through it. Yeah, you I know, just, I, like, I don't think I, I don't think I think I'm too old now to run masks. Yeah, I think I've just I, I'm so old. You are old. I'm so old. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> Bits of me are falling off. It's awful. Put, put the fucking heating on. <laughs> oh, it's the freezing. That'll do it. Yeah, mm, that's mm. that's to try and preserve myself for as long as possible. <laughs> for anyone who finds you. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like it's like a chilled pantry. Like it always yeah. says, keep out of bright light and and in a cold, dark place for yeah. food. Yeah, it's so that. you're you're the same. Well, you eat food, so you know, yeah, yeah. must work. Um, but those big, expansive campaign settings and adventures and things like that, mm-hmm. I generally those are the ones I enjoy reading. Yeah, the small scope and incredibly and richly detailed is mm. the ones I tend to like playing honestly that's that's entirely fair those are those are much more usable at the table yeah and I think that is not to say that I actually prefer one over the other because mm-hmm. I spend a lot of my time reading role playing books you, yeah as 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 discussed in the opening stages of this <laughs> podcast we don't really do anything else yeah like we'll be right I suppose there are other books in my house that are just currently hidden <laughs> Under because, a stack of Delta Green modules. Because once upon a time, back in the midst of history, they they were on the bookshelf, mm. and then role playing books came. Yeah, and well, slowly and well, yeah, surely, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the actual books in quotation marks. You're a head researcher. So that's was allowed. pushed off of the bookshelf. Mm. So yes, both, please. Okay, so. I I think I I don't think we've given a worse answer to a question or no. like like a, le- a less vague one. The answer is yes. Thank you for writing in, Owen. I'm very sorry. Next question is: Woodboy Dave writes in. Needed ideas for things my players can buy that are a expensive and b not magic items. I, I put this one I put this one into our question list mm-hmm. because the actual post after it as well is 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 gorgeous. It's it's a standard early D and D DM mistake mm. of using the loot tables provided by the game, idiots, and thus the players have somewhere in the region of two and a half billion gold each, <laughs> and yeah. and the the DM but the DM has recognised their mistake early mm-hmm. 
and not just given them a list of magic items they can buy, mm-hmm. thus making their game just too easy. It's like, well, you kill everything in the world. Yeah, there's no challenge here. It's not very exciting. But... So they're trying to find a way to siphon off just inconceivable amounts of gold mm-hmm. into something interesting and fun. Mm. And I cannot stress enough how much fun it is to just buy a yacht in a role-playing game. Especially Definitely. Dungeons and Dragons. We, as, as yacht owners... Mm, as yachtists... Um, yeah, as 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 yachtsmen, we are we are very much into the yacht lifestyle, mm. and and there's something pleasingly extravagant about it. Like D and D forgets to make anything aside from magic items expensive. Yes. Do you want a house? Do you want probably not? Do you want <laughs> ten horses? You can have that. You can you can you can you can set up an illegal horse fighting arena. <laughs> Boxing gloves built to go over hooves. Come to think of it, you can train war horses, but you never get horse fighting. You don't. They're bitey as well, I assume. They've got mules. K- kicky. So. They're definitely kicky. I guess they are a prey I've species. I've seen John Wick. I know, and I know that just slapping one makes it a weapon. Is that what happens in John Wick? Have you not seen it? Wait, bothers a horse. There's there's an extended fight in a stables. <laughs> what? And they're having these, they're having rolling fights around horses, and just occasionally it switches to this like fucking obvious green screen, right? As he spanks a horse and gets it to kill a man, right? But it's like normally in these sorts of films, that's that's the that's like the the end of a scene or the cool mm. thing they do in that scene. That's I the punchline. I think he does it three times. Different horses, and different horses, different wow. people, obviously. Yeah, and not like. <laughs> Not like all it's at the, the end. Same guy. He doesn't just spank it thrice and it machine guns out its back. Yeah, he's he's working through. But like, he, there's there's some really quite touching moments where Keanu Reeves like angles a horse's butt towards an evildoer and mm-hmm. then spanks it. It's Great. weird. Watch that scene again. None of it looks real. No, no. Well, well, I was just thinking about horse butts. Um, we were talking about things to spend money on. Oh, so obviously, yeah. you can set up an illegal horse fighting arena. Obviously. Um, you can lobby Congress to make that horse fighting arena legal. <laughs> uh, yes, we're part of the horse sumo lobby. So- <laughs> you we've got, got some really, really long white pieces of cotton. And we've got some fat horses. <laughs> and I've drawn, I've drawn a ring on the floor in salt. And as we all know, horses can't cross salt. Listen, mate, what I've done to these horses is at best medically inadvisable. <laughs> <laughs> and at worst, punishable by death. Do you want in on this, <laughs> Mr. Mayor? You say, rubbing your fingers together in the universal gesture of money. So another option you've got is bribing the police. <laughs> Just like long term. Just, what? Well, yeah, like like buying the police. Here's ten million gold. Mm. You're going to look the, the other way for the rest of our lives. Forever. Um, buying a, like uh, like uh, setting up a wizard's college. Yeah, like the when when I used to play second edition, a lot of the major campaigns, like published campaigns, were like, "Well, this is a good time for for some downtime. Characters can buy property and you know set up a little home life for themselves." Mm. Why? What? Why? Like in in second edition D and D, there was this. no benefit. Yeah, no rules. Like it was, it was. Don't get me wrong. It's a good role playing experience, etc., etc. Whatever. Is that is that when Fighters got followers and had castles still? Yeah. So I guess you, you could put the castle somewhere. Yeah, like if you were a fighter, you could get some good stuff going. Mm. 
But otherwise, it's like, why not buy a farm? And that's not helpful. I don't. I don't want a farm. Whereas, if you contrast that with something like um, Free League, uh, Forbidden Lands, Mm -hmm. which has full rules for owning a bakery, great, right? Like, I'm Mm. genuinely excited. I'm in. You, so you you can you, you you if you find a location in the world you can turn it into a stronghold and there's rules for like defending it and all sorts of stuff right yeah yeah and there's rules for getting a blacksmith in there like it's mm-hmm. cheap to repair weapons etc like mm-hmm. genuine long term benefits for a hex crawl adventure mm-hmm. but you can also get a bakery and it like it produces it feeds everyone and then any extra you get money for yeah. but there's no limit. <laughs> They don't say a stronghold may only have one bakery. <gasps> no, 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 no. Infinite bakeries. Infinite. Every room aside from your bedroom can be a bakery. You can just like go, well, you know what? Sod that dangerous wilderness for a game of soldiers. I'm mm. going into bread. I suppose like like you, you, you're going to start. Is it just automatic the money you earn from it? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Because because like, I figure if you've built a fortress, you're probably quite far away from civilized life, and you're very quickly going to hit the bread going off before so, you can sell it. However, that's fine. It's, it's automatic. It just works. They're, they're nice. They're nicely vague about it. In mm. that, like, once you found a suitable location, you can mm-hmm. build a stronghold, and the suitable locations they list as examples are all existing structures. Mm-hmm. It's not like you build up from the ground up. So the idea mm. is that you find. A ruined castle, miles mm. from anywhere. Must defend it against hordes of orcs, etc. A closed but you could, bank. <laughs> but you can also just do it in like a cow shed just outside town. Like okay. One hex. One hex outside town. <laughs> and just turn that into the largest Hovis factory in the mm. world. And reap huge benefits whilst being protected by the town. That's your answer. That's it. It's bread. Get into bread. I will and also recommend... Pastries for the rich, obviously. I will also recommend doing a sexy party. Um, if you want, like, just like, for a fun role-playing scene, <laughs> buy a party for everyone in, in, in the village. That would be good. Uh, because it's a really fun way to make friends. And, like, if the GM wants to put an NPC around, I think put some NPCs in, but, like, walk up to a bar and be like, round of drinks for everyone, because that's Bro! nothing... Yeah, that's, that's, that's like four, that's like a gold. Yeah, it's probably not going to stretch much further past a gold. Mm. And you've got like 10,000 or whatever. Their weekly um, income is whatever commoner is like 15 copper pieces or something ridiculous, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do do, do a sexy party. Although, the, since we've been talking about second edition, the, the kind of the second edition GM in me goes, okay, cost it out. Yeah. Cost it out. I want to know exactly how much it's going to cost you. How many chairs are you getting? How many horses are we eating? What's the surface area of your tables? And is that enough for everyone? You have to make a party using only the equipment available in the PHB. <laughs> you could have Caltrop party bags. See, my mind immediately went to Caltrops as well. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking that you tie them on, on twine mm-hmm. and use them like sparkly bunting. Ah, or a sort of nightmare conquer, <laughs> or a sort of ivy from Soul Calibur whip. Kind of, yeah, but mm. without the capacity to make it into a sword. That's true. Mm. Or indeed, wear that outfit. Well, don't write me off. Not just yet. What's the next question? What's the next question? What's the I'm next about question? To ask, it to you. ask me. I'll keep data singing. Data witch. Data witch. Mm-hmm. 
Data Witch asks, I have been neglecting the campaign IDM for some months now. I don't regret doing so because I was doing so for mental health reasons. But my question is, how do I prepare myself for starting this whole DMing nonsense? You're probably going to need some kind of montage. <laughs> what we're going to need is we're going to need some music from mm -hmm. the 90s mm -hmm. with limited words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot maybe... of kick drum. If you could push something to the limit, that'd be good. Push it to the limit. Limit. Take it past the razor's edge. I don't. I'm actually dancing. Yeah. See. Yeah. I can't not. Okay. So, don't you wish? What you want to do? Get your get your notebook out. You want to put on a pair of shorts, a vest, and a headband. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the more like John McEnroe your hair is, the better. I don't know what your hair looks like. I'm sure it's fine. That's like that's that's it's not required, but it is part of it. And you get all of your notes down. You put on um, push it to the limit as 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 loud as as loud as your speakers will allow. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't use headphones because because you you, you want to be bathed in sound. You want to feel everybody, the, yeah. and also everybody needs to know. Yeah, like what's going on next door? Montage. Holy shit! Data work just pushing it to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. And you turn out of the window, wink, thumbs up. Push it to the But it's that it's that it's, it's that wink and thumbs up where like yeah. you're you're still obviously running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like there's a lot of movement in it. Yeah. On the spot. You're sitting down as well, I was just stressed. Mm. Uh you're sitting down, you've got your map out and you write on here Dungeons and Dragons or Whatever, whatever other system you're using. I don't know of any other role playing games. Firearms and Margarine Chris Chris found out that there was a supplement for Castle Falkenstein yesterday called Firearms and Margarine. It's an adventure. Uh, it's we were, gorgeous. We were supposed to be working. <laughs> and Chris I, instead read me the entirety of Firearms and Margarine. And then I found out that it was a book entirely laid out with the premise that blue text is super easy to read on pink. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. That's disgusting. Also, also one last one last thing about that book that's mm -hmm. just genius. Mm -hmm. The contents page goes up to page 129. Page 130 is where the rules start. Wow. Genius. Impressive. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Mr. Mr. Mike Pondsmith. Cheers. Cheers, Pondo. Um, where were we? Yes. So you've mm. got, you, you, you write down the thing. And then, and then what, what you do is write down all the character names and who's playing them on that big bit of paper. And it gets a push it to That's still happening. Uh, get yourself Sharpie, big bit of paper. Uh, write this down. And then write down what that character can do. Not just in terms of like, like oh, uh, they've got all these spells and they've got all these abilities. But they're a paladin. They want to smite evil. Love it. They're a ranger. They want to stand in the woods. Brilliant. That sort of thing. Write all, these, write all the levers they're going to pull. Then write down your plots. Doesn't have to be anything hugely complex. You just need to... You, You'd come up with all the things that you haven't resolved yet. And then leave. <laughs> You're done here. You're done here. Because planning is for chumps. Yes. What you've done there is memory palaced. What phrase? Mind. Sure. Mind housed. Mind no. I don't know. You've written down everything you need to know, and it's all there. So you fuck off. You go for a run around the block because you are already wearing your running gear, and your neighbor probably quite amped at this point. Your neighbors are going to be furious, so you probably want to. Yeah, yeah again, it is three a.m. Open your windows, turn the music up so you can hear it while you go jogging. Run around the block a couple of times, then ignore it, and then half an hour before your game, sit down and look at this again, 
and hold these things in your mind. Hold them. Oh. Maybe if it's a game that has lots of fighting in it, put together three fights. Doesn't have, like, they don't have to be hugely complex, and I'd recommend you don't name the monsters. By, sorry. <laughs> Never name them. You'll, you'll just get attached. What I mean is, um, rather than saying goblins, you have little guys. Yeah, you like you don't go. So I've got some orcs and some skeletons, yeah. and then orcs and skeletons would be weird. You just say I've got some bog standard troops. I've got snipers. Special cool wizard. Yeah, and right, the rock that. witch. Mm-hmm. Great, love her. And then go into it because you, the thing is, we didn't need the montage. You, 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 you've broken the terms of your lease needlessly. <laughs> the DM was inside you all along. Yes. All you need to do is remember that you are a brave, powerful, strong data witch who is capable of this, as long as you do all the things we said. Otherwise, you are <laughs> To the absolute fucked. letter. Yeah, absolute. Yeah. Maybe grow your hair out a bit, just in case, yeah? Or cut your hair? I don't know where your hair is. <laughs> just, if your hair is currently very long, cut it a little bit. It, mm-hmm. you, you're working on. You, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah like, like re- re- replace your mirror with, like, next to your mirror, put a picture of 1980s John McEnroe. And then just keep keep changing your hair until it's the same as John McEnroe. What is it with you and McEnroe today? Push it to the limit. Uh, um, I I just he's, he's a guy with big hair. That's the, he is. That's what I was he thinking. is. Or there is an even lazier way of doing this, which is good. Well, it doesn't involve going for a jog at three a.m. Exactly. Right. Calm down there. You turn up to your game with no idea what's going on, and then just uh, then just make one of them recap the last session. Clever. That's how I do. Every game ever. Mm-hmm. I apologise if you've been in my group because I, I think, made you do this. <laughs> I think, I think, I think the challenge that Data Witches is, is 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 suffering from is 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 getting together, like getting into a mental state. Yes, no, ready for this. But... So I mean, I mean, our advice, both of our advice, was just make it up, lol. But I, yeah. I, I put some stuff in before mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm perpetually mentally two steps behind everybody else, anyway. So I just Wait, make like, them tell me so that I'm up to speed. Health-wise, I think. I think. I think. I think you're a pretty smart cookie. Otherwise, I wouldn't have um, shackled my game's wagon to your horse, as it were, <laughs> to my powerful pony, to your powerful horseback. Uh, I think. I think you're pretty smart. Imagine but, a man um, with just the back of a horse. Is it on his back? Yeah, like they're just, just like like the front of this person is normal. It's a person, but and they've the got back, kind of like, bulging like a sort of back, weird horse holder. Uh, I don't like it. Don't care for it. Have they got a main back there? Only a little bit. I'm I back guess. in. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> it joins like a four-inch square patch of main. All right. Give me one more question, and then we're we'll going right. to move on. Captain Fancy says, RPGs are engines for generating stories, but most of them out there suck at creating endings. Is there scope for a mechanic where a character's ending, be it death, retirement, betrayal, or what have you, is decided during character creation, like 5e's backgrounds? How could this influence play? Yes. And we are done. Well done, right. everybody. Done. Thank you. Now, this is, this, this, is, this is a... Yeah, thanks, everyone. Okay. Yeah, shut it down. Nap time. Shut it down. Um, you sleep like a dormouse. Yeah. Like a big dormouse. <laughs> There is there. That's the th- thing about role playing games is that they don't. Your characters don't change much in most role playing games. You get better at doing the things you do. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is fine if the challenges are also increasing. But you don't like there's not much, not much in the way of rules for like oh I've lost this or I've 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 learned to understand these things or I'm a different person now. So fundamentally, role playing games the longer they're going for they can be a bit dull. And the only reason that they're very interesting is because we're doing it. It's us, you know. Mm. And so having a pre-programmed end to your character, it's it's quite it's quite postmodern, I think, because you're supposed to simply live in the moment as your character and do what your character would do and react to things that are coming up and not metagame and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that makes for a boring game. Get to absolute fuck. Get all the way to fuck and keep going. I think that I think that having your doom spelled out at the start is kind of fun. Like I think it is, and also like uh, the idea that the your ending, your doom, is your responsibility. Mm. Like you've got to try and steer the entire story to this point where you just get shit on. Now I will say there is there is someone who's doing who's, who's doing who's already doing this in role playing mm-hmm. games. A uh, a young handsome tall man by the name of Grant Howitt. I've 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 heard he's pretty good. Reddit's been Reddit's been mentioning him. Yeah, occasionally. Reddit, Reddit's been all over him recently. Recently, some important articles and some important important newspapers and or online websites. What the what the outline? Yeah, the uh, the article in 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 which I I I believe I I was quoted as writing short role playing games and you got three paragraphs. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not jealous. I no, just want, I'm just, I just I'm want just, all the things. I'm just making sure I tell everybody that I got three paragraphs. <laughs> is all I'm doing. <laughs> Nobody mentions Chris. Chris Taylor and his helper elf, Bron Howard. <laughs> and dog's body, Howard. Anyway, this young, kissable chap, uh, mm-hmm. Howard. Um, I'm actually looking at a game on my desk now I wrote called Be Prepared. Uh, and you like you've got you will die due to you've got betrayal, cowardice, braggadocio, insanity, incompetence, or bravery. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also things like uh, in Sean Bean Quest, uh, your your method of death uh, makes you more powerful and more likely to die when you bring it into the story. So there's actually an interesting thing with life path character generation. because mm. I've I've never I've never actually done a game that's done the full like. I don't know, 600 hour, I don't know how long it takes, uh, life path character generation. We did some stuff yeah. with Rain many years ago, but that's quite snappy. Yes. Um, but in that, in, in certain versions, it's possible to die during character generation, which yes. is hilarious. It's a traveller, isn't it? That's, that's, that's the joke. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea that, you, that you, you do this, and then there's the point at which you start the game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's just take that and keep going with the life path generator. Let's find out what's going to happen in six months. Let's cut out this game bullshit. Let's just work out what's... No, no, no. Let's just work out, like, like major things that are going to happen through your life. Mm. Like, you will slay a dragon. Oh, that's how you level up. You will be crushed by falling by a falling castle. Mm. Um, your tongue's going to turn blue because of those slushies, you know, the, like the blue raspberry mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, I know the ones. Um, and then when you hit those, that's your, that's your advancement mechanic. Oh, I mean, we did do that for Spy, uh, for Heart. Yes, Grant. I was pointing out how clever we are. Oh, we are very clever. But you could mm. also do it. You could you could do it precisely about deaths, yes, or injuries. And there's something quite pleasing about having them. Or, or, or like or like I've got a deck of cards, and 
I've and I'm, I'm gonna deal I'm, I'm gonna deal these out and some of them are phew I escaped I escaped unharmed and some of them are my arms come off <laughs> me arm oh no me arm that's actually kind of interesting come to think of it because you've got you've got the capacity to like like you're very unlikely to die when you've got more cards in your hand mm-hmm. but as you as you come down closer and closer I guess like the the problem is that there's gonna be one game where someone draws the death card right off which is unexciting oh, we haven't said jingle yet how oh, motherfucker can you do it now jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. Doc Griffiths writes in, Last turkey in the shop. You play folks whose only merchandise is foul and disgusting junk. Your sole aim is to sell, pitch, and get rid of your bags of funk. A grim, dark version of Only Fools and Horses. I am dressed appropriately. Yes, you are dressed for Steptoe, which is a grim, dark version of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> the thing about Sorry. Only Fools and Horses... <laughs> ugh, thing about Steptoe and Son is... It, so it predates Only Fools, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Only Fools and Horses, fundamentally, they love one another. Yes, everybody's like, everybody's a good person. They're just misguided. Everyone's on everyone's on the same side. Yeah, and like occasionally they might betray one another, or so, but like but yeah, it's 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 the they're not cruel. And Steptoe and Son uh, want to kill each other. <laughs> like Steptoe is the sort of person to be like, we could burn that orphanage down and sell the ashes to grit the roads. <laughs> You know, so for those of you who don't know, uh, who is any American or Australian, and indeed most British listeners, <laughs> uh, Steptoe and Son is no, it's, it's I think it came into color, but it was it's so old it was in black. And it white. was in black and white. Yeah, about two rag and bone men. Uh, Steptoe, who was a a man with fewer morals than teeth, and his and face had folded no in on itself. His face folded in. It's like 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 closing a handkerchief. Or like sorry, sorry. Get it's getting some ham in your open palm and then closing your hand. <laughs> you know you know when those mag- when magicians make a handkerchief disappear mm. and they're like pushing it into a fake thumb mm-hmm. in their in their in, in their fist? That's yeah. his face. That's his horrible face. So that's Steptoe, and his son was a an actor. <laughs> was was a it was a grubby man in training. Yeah. And they they picked up junk and sold junk. Anyway, that is that is roughly us. But I really love the idea of being absolute crud merchants. Yes, like there is there is nothing good here. You have um, I want it to be a role playing game. I think because I I want people to get creative with their pitches. Sure. But you know the big idea. I was about to say big idea, snake oil, those sorts mm. of um, create and then pitch a stupid item to people games. Precisely. However, they commonly have useful nouns and verbs and adjectives <laughs> stuck in there. Not just useful, but like laser. Yeah, there's no lasers here. High-tech, competent working machines. I'm thinking bin juice, <laughs> uh, half a pigeon. Like, the cards would just have the word slop mm. and dead horse. Grease. Jar of bum. Box of used nails. Precisely. Yeah, like fingernails or both? Yes. Okay. And you have to try and pass these off to a series of increasingly posh people who come around. <laughs> oh, Chris, I've got it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm no, sorry. I'm, I was no, a No, I'm excited. You sound so excited. I want in on whatever you're about to say. So, instead of increasingly posh people, it's just, it's just Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> And, and gop, what is it? Gop? Goop. 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 Uh, which is, um, uh, wizardry? I think she believes she's some kind of wizard. 
Yes, and she's Not also currently clear. the advertising emissary for Dubai. Yes! Yes, you showed me that video of her and Kate Hudson and a third woman. Zoe Saldana? Yes. Possibly? Yes, just- it was. Just, just up, to, just, just, just having a nice holiday in Saudi Arabia. I did not know Kate Hudson was Goldie Hawn's daughter. I, I don't think they made a big deal out of it. No, but like Goldie Hawn, it's, it, I, I've, I've known for for, for years. Like mm, personally, Bird on you're down Bird, the pub with her every Tuesday. Bird on a Wire is a fantastic film. Okay, just well, me. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you could. I'm glad that you found that out. I was but, so happy. I, I, it's like such a minor thing. I was genuinely elated. You have a D1000 table of shite. Mm. And you have to combine it into some sort of holistic wellness solution. Yes. We can't call it Last Turkey in the Shop. But, I'm, but I think I'm going to call it Manuka Honey from Old Rope. <laughs> Grunt, if I wasn't wearing fingerless gloves and the sound would be muted, I would clap. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. That is genuinely good. That okay. So I don't. I think the challenge, the challenge we've got here is making this into a role playing game or any sort of game. I can see like you could get a relatively straightforward um, like resources trading uh, game on the PC, and it's all crap. Fine, whatever. We're, we're not reinventing the wheel. Mm. Um, and I think that there's something. Sorry, we're not inventing a new wheel. A fresh wheel, a better wheel. Yes, this one. It's got sides. No more curves. We've only had one face to it before. It was it mm. was just a void if you looked ha- from the side. Haven't you ever thought what's on the back of the wheel? I'll tell you. Crossword solutions. <laughs> what? Well, what else would, you know. I was thinking, thinking of a useful thing. So there is a board game that might mm-hmm. be useful here to crib from. Okay. And I'm desperate to remember what it's called. I think it's called Bargain Quest. Okay. And the players in there are all shopkeepers. Right. And what you do is you draw a line of adventurers. Mm-hmm. Who oh, are, yes. Who are about to go out and slay a dragon or what have you. Mm-hmm. You have to sell them things and they go to one, they go to shops in order and do board game stuff. Right, yeah. Standard board game Standard shit. Standard board game shit. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you can, you can sell them the good stuff or you can mm. sell them the shit and hope they die mm. and don't ruin your reputation. That's interesting. And I kind of like that bit. Yeah. Where it's like, you can you can try and make something genuinely uh, uh, useful. Okay, hang on. No, hang no, on. hang on. All right. You can try and make something genuinely useful. I'm not saying it's going to be useful. Yeah. That looks useful and like, you know, you give them a sword. Mm-hmm. And like, that's great. That's the thing they can use to kill a, to kill a dragon with. But it does no damage. But you have made out of turkey parts and cheese and just frozen right. it. Okay. No refunds. Whereas if you just give them turkey parts and cheese, mm-hmm. what are they going to do with that? Right. That's difficult. You're, se- you're selling them an idea. Yeah, you're selling them vision. You're selling them futures. Now, I've realised something. Oh. The, yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe a moral issue with this. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Because although we would be getting one over on old Paltrow, yep. she would be reselling our materials for a vastly increased cost to impressionable women. That is... That and is true. I don't want to say give a load of ugh, out of date socks to women. Well, what was sorry? What was the original title um, of this? Last turkey in the shop. Well, this so is it's fine. very much no, bottom of the barrel. We get we get Paltrow in. Mm-hmm. We get a nice photo shoot. She's mm-hmm. grinning. 
Maybe mm-hmm. in some way like minimalist, but very expensive. White, clean. Yeah, that's the sort of Apple store sort of look. Pot, but... pot plants placed very far away from one another. Yes, and from okay. anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cover of this book is just a picture. That picture we took of Gwyneth Paltrow with Last Turkey in the Shop written above it. <laughs> oh, I see. So what you're concerned about is that we have too much money and you want to get sued. Yes, Mmm, intriguing. <laughs> it's a novel idea, and I think it will really pay off long term. I'm sorry, I butted in there. Where were you going with this? <laughs> no, that was it. I just wanted to oh, okay. take a shot at Paltrow. You just want, yeah. She, she, she seems like a, she seems like a cruel and unpleasant woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, just I don't get it. What have you, what have you got? What have you got? Because I, I don't, I don't think there's really a game here. I think there's, I, there's, I a, think, there's a fun joke. I think there, I think honestly, I think there is, but I think it's, it's a board game, mm. and I think that's too many rules for me. I suppose rather than just having Paltrow, you'd have, um, like it would be making fun of people who were into like health fads, and, yeah, um, you know, wellness and woo and crystals. But I mean, essentially, Steptoe and Son, the trading board game, mm. could actually be weirdly fun. I'd like to make it goblins because I believe it, it if goblins do it. Yeah, that's like, fine. And and like if I'm selling a tin full of uh, secondhand fireworks to an orc, I'm being like, "Yeah, it's a grenade, mate." Fine, just, that's that's lovely. <laughs> the goblin just puts a mouse on the table, like a dead mouse on the table, and he, the customer goes, "What's that? It's a mouse trap." No, it's a dead mouse. Put your finger in it, you'll find out. <laughs> Like that game I can get behind. Right, yeah, so it's, it's about it's about convincing silly orcs. Yes. And the, and the orcs coming in like this, yeah? Yeah, the then... Are, the, oh, the, like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. They're not too bright. We'll go very you, stereotypical. With you, could actually, you could actually have, like, as you get more successful, you attract a more educated breed of orc. Oh, and, and then it'll go into, like, dwarves. Mm-hmm. I feel All bad, I, I feel bad rating fantasy races on their intellect now. Um, uh, well, I mean, D&D's done it for years. But, um, okay. Elves are traditionally the most intelligent. Exactly. But, like, yeah. peop- like traditionally orcs use, like, raw iron swords. Like, they're these big, mm-hmm. savage-looking things. Mm-hmm. Um, and elves have billions of years of sword-making and stuff. Yeah. So, they, you know, I'm reckoning, simply by dint of how long they've been alive, the elves have got an eye for a deal. Right. Yeah. Solid. Um, and, yeah, and it goes through those stages. I think that would be very good. But, as you say, I think it would be a very fun, communicative board game. You know, actually, actually, sorry. Let's invert this. Okay. Elves, posh but dim. Yes. I've got far too much money to do anything with. Wandering around. Dwarves, middle of the road. Orcs, savvy customers. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 fight back against fantasy racism. That'll never flens an elephant. That's all. Precise yeah, precisely, yeah. Oh, flens, what a good word. Mm. Um I like I like the idea of the book. I, I like the idea of having loads of pictures of junk and trying to combine them into things. Like I'm making recipes out of crap. On those cards, mm-hmm. no words. Okay. You have to figure out what it is, if nothing mm. else. Is, and, and is, is it like, so are we still doing like a snake oil thing where you're... Yeah, oh, for sure. But like, yeah, okay, sure. But like when you have, you know, scrag neck of turkey and a box of nails, mm. it's just a picture of that. It's not telling you what that scrag neck of turkey is. It's just like, right, okay. meat? That's really good for uh, for selling it in d- different uh, territories as well. Exactly, yeah. But don't even have to localise it. Yeah. Love yeah, that game. Yeah. But, and, and, actually, and also, and also, you have like pictures of the people who come into your shop as well. Yeah, and it, like honestly, yeah. that just sounds viable and a thing you could make. 
rather yeah, than the usual like, shit we dream up. That doesn't. That actually sounds pretty straightforward, and people yeah. might have fun with it. Yeah, that sounds like a good game. Mm. Anyway, I have a suggestion, mm. or rather, Amelia Grace does. Okay, my first nemesis. Okay, now in this, you play the young children of adventurers. Okay, they are at school, mm-hmm. and there is a school bully. Right, or as they refer to him, the dragon. <laughs> You play very young children learning from their parents, vaguely, mm-hmm. in a whole, I learned it by watching you. Watching you, okay. Looking to slay their first dragon, i.e. deal with the bullet. There. Right, okay. But like, I'm not saying like they've got a knife and a blowtorch. Like they're gonna, they're gonna beat him up. Like they've got a wooden sword, and they're right, okay. and they're doing like, like one of their dads is a paladin, mm-hmm. so he knows that if he stands in front of in front of somebody with a bin lid, the mm. person behind him is immortal. So what you're pitching is Muppet Babies, but for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god! D and D babies. Yes, a thousand times yes. I I can I can feel Kickstarter's servers straining. Oh, the weight <laughs> under the idea of how oh, well, I'm a paladin. Oh. That sort that sort of shite that the Americans lap up. <laughs> Mate, they will have to order in more wheelbarrows for our money. <laughs> like like the one that. So it has to be. It has to be. It ha- there's no. There's no like threat of death. No, no, no. It is. Yeah. Like the, so, I want oh, the entire, my socks got wet. Yeah, I want the thing. entire thing to be like a reflection of serious things in the world. Mm-hmm. Like the world is but a grim, dark place. But, but with through an innocent g- lens. This is genuinely charming, and they're yeah. just trying to stand up to this mean boy who, yeah. who keeps picking on them. Yeah. But they're doing it through like like they can't like the 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 the, the daughter of the wizard. Can't cast spells yet. She's she's just too young. She she hasn't mm-hmm. gone through any training or anything. No. But she does know that if you throw glitter in somebody's face, you can run away. <laughs> you know. And like those those little, those little penny snaps that you throw at the ground. Exactly. Things yeah. like that. Like these real kids magic stuff. Kid pure kid magic. Uh, and the, like there's loops that connect and disconnect. <laughs> every picture in the book is split in half. Okay. And. The left hand ah. side is how they see themselves, and the right hand side is how that is how the teacher would see them. Interesting. So you see this like shining paladin, like blonde flowing locks, yeah, beautiful armor, enormous yeah. sword, like halo, like, yeah, everything. And then it goes over, and he's got a wooden sword. He's made out of a stick. It's just a stick. It's a stick. And he's pretending he's got a shield. He doesn't even have one. Mm-hmm. And he's just in in the woods, you know. And like, and like, there's a there's a kid underneath him with a bit of cardboard fanning him, so his hair flops up, flops up in the <laughs> yeah, in the like, breeze. Like They've got real, a torch behind him. Like, because the whole point of D and D is that D and D is letting adults do what they did as kids, right? And pretend, pretend there yeah. was a dragon, right? Yeah. Well, why don't we let the adults <laughs> play the pretend they're kids? kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? You infer the loop yourself. Yeah. So again, like this is this is something. Hmm, there's something quite goblin-y about this. Yes, I mean, um, I'm, I'm I'm not going to limit this to human. No, sure, sure. I sorry, love the sorry. idea of like um, one of the kids is a goblin and his mm-hmm. adopted dad is the paladin. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. There we fucking go. Right. Oh, Chris, Chris, even better. You know who makes orphans? Adventurers. <laughs> Yep. Rack, racked by guilt, a D&D adventuring party has set up an orphanage for the little babby kobolds, the little goblins, little orcs, little dragons! The tiny baby bandits. 
tiny. I think those are just children. I don't think oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Just, but still, just I'd, I'd, yeah. Like, I'd like, like, like a pudgy human child. I don't mean like a, like a, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying like a fat kid. Like, no, but all like, kids like, are pudgy. Like, like puppy fat, yeah. Like, and they're they're you, round, that's how they work. You killed their parents, and now you feel bad about this, so you're raising them. Yeah. Which, and like, and like, and, and if you want to take it more sort of like, you know, Jason Morningstar, um, you could, you could find out that they killed your parents halfway through the game, and like, how do you deal with that? No. Yep, none of that. You don't no. care. <laughs> their lives are genuinely happy, aside from the bully. Yes, he's the he's the spanner in the works. He is the kobold in the ointment. Mm. Doesn't have to be a kobold. I quite like this. I think I think that we could I think we could sell quite a lot of copies of this. I think also it's five E hack. Sorry, it's five E. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five E is fine actually for it. Mm. There's no reason so, it wouldn't work there. So there's that, and we can have that for free. I think as long as we put in this those four pages of boilerplate. Yeah, so and everybody's just, doing it. Oh, we everyone's doing it. God, Monty. Grant, think yeah. how easy it would be to do a Kickstarter with the rules are already written. It's just the artists, mate. All, you see, all we do is get artists, pay them, they draw a book for us, and then we clean up. Those idiots. Idi- they could do their own books. Idiots. <laughs> Yacht money. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like there is something fun about the idea of being not just a goblin but a child goblin. Yes. Yeah, you, you they 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 they're real young. Mm. We're not we're not in teens here. I I have something I want to put forward. Is it sad? No. Oh good. Okay, Karen. No, no, at all. It's a different suggestion for a game. Oh, that's absolutely fine. I just I was really worried that you were going to put a sad thing in this and didn't want it. Your favorite DM writes in, "The moon is a lie." And then writes in all in caps, "The moon is a lie." <laughs> <laughs> was this was this still a Twitter thread? Yeah. So and they then, did two posts of this. Yeah, I, th- I think he might have deleted his first one. Doesn't matter. But, that's um, perfect. Yeah. But um, uh, the swaggering responds. Some people think NASA faked the moon landing. We know the deeper truth. NASA is faking the moon. <laughs> They've been doing it for years. You play NASA agents mm-hmm. dedicated to. Enforcing the fact, like the uh, so so two things. One, the moon isn't real. Mm-hmm. Two, the Earth is flat. Yep. But it is it is somehow useful to convince the populace. Oh, hang on, that the world you say, is round. You say somehow useful. I'm mm-hmm. going to audibly type into Google now. Oh, no. NASA yearly budget. Oh well, presumably there's still a space. Twenty two point six billion dollars. That's great. If the world was flat, they could still go up, couldn't they? They could, but right. they don't have to. They do. <laughs> that's 22, sorry, 22.6. I think that's 0.6 is still an important number. Mm. Billion dollars worth of money. Okay. For doing basically nothing. Just literally well, holding no. a very tall stick with a picture of a moon on it up. Now, okay, so, we're going to pivot. Was it, tw- <laughs> was it 22.6? 22.6 billion dollars. 22.6 billion dollars. You have 22 fat cat investors who are funding NASA, and they all want $1 billion each for all of their foie gras, flashlights, whatever it is they use. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's awful. No. No. <laughs> I don't like billionaires. No. You've got point six billion dollars, which sounds like a lot, but you have point six billion dollars, which is that's like is that six hundred million? Six hundred. No. <laughs> it's a bunch of money. It's, it's a bunch of money, but you have to convince the world that it's round and there's a moon. Yeah, six hundred million. Six hundred million. Okay, cool. So you divide that up between the various territories, and you're left with roughly three grand. 
All right. You're covering part of East London. <laughs> and you're <laughs> no, left with three grand. The South. The, the South, South of England. Okay, yeah. What for yeah, gap you, and you, down? You probably get more than three grand for that. You're probably, you're, you're probably looking at like, like a couple of milli. All right, all right. For that. Mi- uh, how about this? Let's make it a little bit more shoestring. A million a bit. A million. Okay, a million. And we've got to do what for gap and down. So, not like these rubes up north who'll believe anything you tell them. <laughs> Savvy <laughs> customers down here. You just, you just say there's a moon and they go, okay. Yeah, sounds good to me. Whippets. <laughs> So I presume. It's all cloth cap mm. and whippets around here. Mm-hmm. But you you have to try and pull the wool over these idiots' eyes mm-hmm. that, one, the world is round, and yes. two, the moon exists. So you have to say, um, no, I have no ideas. <laughs> so I'm thinking that it's a lot of it is like town hall level meetings. Yeah, you, you know what? You're not you're not the guys who were in charge of the big stick with the torch on it. No, no, that's that that is honestly a fairly static <laughs> position. You have to find guys in libraries who are searching for flat Earth theories and silence them. Yeah, you like you have to find you, you hang your libraries around, around libraries a lot around the spiritualism section. Mm-hmm. And just like just 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 plant a couple of ideas in there. Mm. Uh, you go to you, you go on forums. You do some posts. You go to meetings. Um, you come up with even more crazy theories, so the moon just sounds normal. There's something quite pleasing about being uh, so. Like we assume every conspiracy theory is true, even mm-hmm. even contradictory, especially contradictory ones. Oh, hundred percent. And you are the underfunded agency, um, Conspiracies Inc., who are in charge of making them happen. So you have to go and liaise with the lizard people. <laughs> Somebody saying the lizard people are the royal family again. Oh, bollocks. We're done with that. Fine. Listen. So, so, so Mike. Listen, we have to work out if the earth is flat or hollow, but we really can't have this discussion again. Bloody hell. Has anybody got that crocodile from last time they said they were in the sewers? No? <laughs> Shit. Where did they get that crocodile from? Ah. <sighs> So just get get a get a normal lizard and hold it closer to the camera. <laughs> Drusilla's is down road. Just grab a meerkat, paint it green. Oh, Drusilla's meerkat emporium. Drusilla's is a is a is a zoo park. Thing. Oh right. Okay. Sorry, that was very much a very local joke. For yeah, me. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Drusilla's Drusilla's main draw is that like an enormous part of uh, of of the place is dedicated to one of those those meerkat enclosures with the bubbles in it. Oh, so the meerkats can pop up and have a look at. Things. No, no, no. So you can pop up in the meerkat enclosure. Ooh, oh, that's fun. So you 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 can have one like reclining against the bubble the way you're looking, and he's he's all mm. doing his meerkat stuff. But get one of those meerkats, and I'm very sorry. Look at mm. Drusilla's. I loved it. Okay. Sounds good. I think also that much like a hunter the vigil, you're granted powers. Like you're granted strange powers. Okay. From from whatever conspiracy you're running. So oh oh, I so like, like that the, oh, that's the character class. Mm. So uh, well, I suppose like you're like, not uh, you're not a flat earther. You're the flat earthist. You are like you derive powers from the flat earth. So like uh, excuse me, my car isn't going to roll downhill. There's no such thing as hills. Yeah, does, they just don't exist. That's, that's yeah, silly concept. It doesn't matter. Or like the wizards who live in the hollow earth taught you uh, telekinesis. Yes. Again, shit, underfunded, and you're working to you're you're working now. Okay, I don't want to take the piss out of the mentally ill. No. So I don't like I don't want to be fighting conspiracy theorists. No, you are you are trying to strengthen the theory so that anybody who wants it, yeah, can latch onto it. But yeah. like, I like the idea that there's like there's like this old dude who just never leaves the office and nobody really talks to him. He's mm. always typing his computer. He's doing stuff, and like you never see him do any cool magic like you do. Then one day you finally get the coach like, hey, hey, just what what department are you with? Fairies at bottom of garden. 
They don't. Doesn't really come up anymore. They mainly showed up in photos, and then and, and then then we was disproved by a rival agency looking for funding. <laughs> I've got some daguerreotypes you can look at. <laughs> Etched into copper plate. So our three games so far mm-hmm. are convincing everyone that fake things are real. Yes. Uh, convincing Gwyneth Paltrow, or sorry, no, convincing adventurers to buy bad adventuring kit. Yes. Uh, and a third one. Children convincing themselves. Yes. That yes. what they do is real. I feel like so. The second one seems actually like a game. Sorry, the first and second, the first and second one seem like actual games. Yes. But I guess I'm not switched on by them. I'm not really excited. You know what I mean? Okay. So, have you got anything else to put forward? I mean, I have a lot to put forward, but whether or not I can back it up with a game is the issue here. Let's find out what you got. Oh, I've got one. Oh, well, let's go with that then. Chris writes in, Idea starter. You've got no talent, a lot of time, and you reckon you can make a third-person space sim MMO with VR and some sort of weird spaceship Pokemon system in it. You also reckon an MMO costs about 100 grand to make. You have just exactly funded. You have one year to provide every feature you mentioned on the Kickstarter page. <laughs> this, was, this, so, was, this is my co-host wrote into his own podcast. He did, because he's a weird boy. Mm. Um... This was, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time on Kickstarter mm. just looking at projects, and the <laughs> I was very excited by the sheer joy people seemed to derive from going, Yes, I can recreate a duplicate earth next to this one for somewhere <laughs> in the region of 200 pounds. Now, the stretch goals will, of course, fill the oceans, etc., but we're just looking to build the earth right now. Like, yeah. people, people just do not understand how expensive a video game is. Mm. Like and I that, know it's t- I know it's more difficult. expensive than the number you've chosen, mm. and I have no idea about how expensive it is to make a video game. Mm. And I like the idea that these people are doing pretty much anything in their power to get these feet to get this game feature complete to mm-hmm. the exact minimum specifications they have mm-hmm. done in their Kickstarter brief mm-hmm. um, within a, within a very strict deadline and with literally no money because they've spent it all just getting the thing running. I've got an idea. Hit me, Barry. So you make it, rather than playing the people who are making the game, you play the main characters in the game. Okay. So it's like, like that's done in, so let's, let's assume it's an RPG, because they often are. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's an ensemble, ensemble group RPG. Assemble. Like, like, like your Final Fantasies. Right, you know? yes. Mm-hmm. Your Dragon Ages. Your Dragon's Age. Your, um, uh, the one where you can climb cows. Oh, that one's really good. Dark. Nah. No. Oh. You can throw people. It was really good. Yeah, it was often Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> that kind do not like fire. Dragon's Dogma. It was Dragon's, it was Dragon's Dogma. Dogma. Yes, it was Dragon's Dogma. I really didn't learn much about the politics of the dragon, but presume, presume that happened later. You you were in this. You are trying to exist in the fantasy world, except it is a shit MMO. It is a shit... Uh, no, it's, it's an MMO, you said. So it's, it's, oh, yeah. It's an, uh, yeah. Sorry, um... It's, it's, it's an ensemble RPG. You are in a... It's It's got VR elements. It's got space elements. It's got collectible elements. It's got all these different... It's got 100,000 fully realised worlds. That sort of... And, like, and those worlds are the equivalent of those games which are a thousand in one cartridges. Like, like every seventh one is just the same racing game. So the starter area is basically fine. That's great. But as you get further and further away... The, the the worlds and the zones get less and less feature complete. I wouldn't go out into the barren fringe, boys. 
until like you we don't even have textures out there you, you, until you try and stand on a bridge and go through it because nobody's done the collision yet <laughs> i really like, like you that. think it's you think it's real because it looks real yeah but you just fall through it because it's not there it doesn't exist and the level up system mm-hmm. the characters themselves at no point level up it's not about that right when they would level up, in quotation marks, mm-hmm. that is funding from, from some external source going to the developer. Oh, so it's in early access. So it's right. in early access. Yeah, okay, right. I like so it, yeah. they can go, cool, we can now, we can now finish the, 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 the castle zone. Guys, we're putting guns. And now you can get guns. Right. But they, some, That's they only quite sometimes sexy. work. So, so like, there's a video game called, like, there's one called DLC Quest, mm-hmm. and there's another slightly better one. The game Chris is scrabbling about for here is called Evoland. But, the, but um, the gag is that you're buying the game as you go. Yeah, so the, so the gag is with, especially like uh, the other one that I can't remember the name of. Again, it's, it's Evoland. Is that it starts looking like a sort of 2D Zelda clone. Mm-hmm. And by the end, it's beautiful Unity engine, mm. and that's what you're doing. So every level you go up, you go up a step, right? And yeah. you can start okay. interacting with things like, like at level one, absolutely none of the doors open. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot get into town, mm. and every time that you that you pause, like you, the real person playing the game stops playing and comes back next week uh, in in the real world, and you'll go back to your homes and you come back next week for your game. Mm-hmm. The DM then tells you, "Cool, you're back in the starter zone." What? Ah, we had to do a rollback. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no persistence at the moment. There's only one spawn point, so you've still got all your items and stuff, but you're just not there anymore. You're the only four sentient characters with memory. Yes. So you're you are trying to achieve these goals. You go up and like and like you and like you you go back to to meet your wife and you'll be like you'll, you'll be like darling I'm going away on an adventure and maybe sometime she turns to face you and says mud crabs are dangerous around these parts <laughs> no animation just a just a rotating statue yeah what n- nudge she's just a featureless cube <laughs> <laughs> just pink and black squares no, no no okay no they are they are standard badly animated models yeah like I'm talking RuneQuest here but I really love the idea of making of making a map and like you've got like the glitch zone and the barren stars and it's all just problems with video games. Yeah. And like let's say um there are Lagtown. Lagtown. Or there's a group of raiders and they can only T pose. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they hove in. Like fucking like 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 they they they're quite ominous from a distance. So they all coming in like Evangelions. So so you're all halfway through a quest. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing a dungeon. You're like, all right, we're gonna get the loot out of this dungeon. That means we can go to the next zone. Maybe get a level up. Maybe get mm-hmm. something more real. We've clocked the idea. We know what's going on. What the shit is that big red wall? And the DM just goes, uh, yeah, we just got some funding issue. Is we had to make it battle royale. <laughs> And like suddenly the entire game is PvP and this wall is coming in real quick. And like you, 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 you obliterate each other. You know you, there is a winner. Oh, because there's respawn mechanics, I presume. Because there's respawn yeah. mechanics, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no. So it doesn't matter if everybody dies. Mm. So then it's just like that person gets goes up a level. Nobody else does. And like, well, they pulled out. We had to drop that. Drop now it, yeah. a go karting game. <laughs> just, just like you keep throwing stuff at these people. And this, all of this is, would just work so well in like a tabletop role-playing game. Yeah, for sure, because you can make the jokes. Because you can make the jokes almost better than you could if they were visual. 
Mm, I think so. I, because, you've got a lot more freedom as well. Yeah, because if because if you're playing a video game, like you could you can see bits where textures don't meet, mm. and all you do is like to go back to the example of the the bridge that doesn't have collision yet. Mm. You go, there is a bridge over some rapids. Yeah, and they go, okay, we crossed the bridge. Are oh, you just uh, fall in? Oh, you just, oh, it was a trap. Well, it wasn't a trap. No, no, it was a trap in practice, but not. <laughs> yes, it was meant to be a working bridge. We are very sorry. And the next time you go for miles out of the way and uh, to, to, to get around this bridge, and you get to the other side of it, and you just notice that it's got like last updated written on it, and it was yesterday. And it's a real bridge now, mm. and things like that. You could just throw so many video game jokes. I would like a and make them stick. I would like a random table for all NPC dialogue, please. Yes, some would... have one dialogue, some have too many, and some mm. will accidentally just play the ending cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> some oh, Chris, will give you this. Chris, speedrun techniques. You can speedrun this shit, my friend. You just like you just glitch the system and like. You get the fighter to punch you hard in the gut, and then it's frame perfect, but during those iframes, you glitch through the wall and unlock the chest. You start duping items. (laughs) You no-clip. Chris, you could learn speedrun tactics like spells. Yeah, you accidentally do, do, do something involving chests and picking up your gold and putting it down really quickly. And now you've got 600 billion gold. Maybe that's what critical successes are. Like exploits. Yeah. And and like things like proper crashes in the game. Like, mm. yeah, no, you can have infinite money. How much do you want? Mm. And if they pick a number that's over the gold cap, <laughs> the game crashes. <laughs> you just get a fucking, I don't know, overflow error or whatever. And, 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 and also like, so that you can exploit it, but you've also got the challenge of like, because there are GMs who oh, will yeah, arrive because... and be like, okay, no, 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 you've been exploited, but we're going to wipe, wipe you, we're going to ban you, whatever. So yeah, you have actually, to sort of stay it. out of the, you have to stay out of the alert of these, these mysterious angels of death. That's it. That's the only, that's the only way you die. This game is banning. And the only oh. problem with that is you, the player, have to go and buy another copy of the game I've made <laughs> so that you can play again this is the oh, best game ever made, oh, and fun. I like that. and a huge money spinner for me specifically. For you specifically? Oh, because I they mean have to us. buy it. Yeah, they have to buy. Well, okay, uh, they they have to buy it every time. If they get banned, they have mm. to buy a new copy of the game. Otherwise, Makes they sense, don't have right? an account. Yeah, that's just how that literally how that works. Mm. So our game this week, what are we going to call it? Mamorpica. But spelt like written out phonetically. Oh no, because that's what's his name's. Yeah, didn't he, yeah. Didn't he turn bad? I don't know if he turned bad or not. He was almost kind of shitty. Like I, I used to think he was quite funny, and then I think I grew up a bit. Um, that but he, but he hasn't changed his shtick in a long time. But no, you need he needs to have like a name that sounds a little bit fifty percent really good, like exciting, and fifty percent like a like a phone RP, like a mobile mm. RPG that you can't that you can't read. So are we going like should we call it the original name of the Kickstarter game? Yes, with the colon. Stars, stars of something. Stars of Eternity. I think that might be a real game. <laughs> Probably. Let's just go with Stars of Eternity. Stars of Eternity. Colon. Oh, sorry. Brackets. Open access. I mean, this is just RPG. Colon. The RPG. Broadly, but I, I want it. I want it to be. I want it to be space themed. I, I, I want like. I, I want to do that. That sort of elite dangerous, vaporware, Kickstarter nightmare. Yeah, and then, I mean, I, and then we I, can sell expansion packs for fantasy. We can sell expansion I know, packs I kind for of, robots. I kind of want to put it in a in a Warcraft type setting to begin with. Okay, all right, that works. Rather well. than space, partly because I know it a bit better, and mm-hmm. 
any talk of MMOs and space, and I, f- I just feel bad because I can't play Eve. It's it's not for it's not it's well, it's no. smarter than me. Yes, that's okay though. Not everything has to be for you. That's not true. No, yeah, that's fair. Sorry. <laughs> Our game this week is Stars of Eternity. It mm-hmm. is it is the world's first um, early access RPG. Not not but not by, by which I mean not just releasing it for free on itch.io. Whatever. No. <laughs> It is a game. It is an RPG about early access software. Yes, and it is intentionally not done. You are, you are, you are the four sentient characters trapped in this. You, you do not really understand what's going on, but your players do, and that's quite funny. And just like while you're sitting in an inn, you look out of a window. You know, you're having a sort of in-character conversation, mm-hmm. and there's just this weird-looking dude with a just jumble of gear on, mm-hmm. just killing sheep. <laughs> And he's been doing that for forty hours, and you're like, "Oh, we've got we've got a bot problem." <laughs> how are they not banned? I don't get how they're not banned. He's like level five hundred. This is ridiculous. ridiculous. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice, friends. Um, please, uh, please get your wallets ready um, for our excellent game, um, which I've already forgot the name of. Stars of Eternity. Stars of Eternity. Brackets open access, early access, um, or that game where we just get some people to draw little paladins. <laughs> Either way, it's nice to be a millionaire. It seems exploitative that one. If yes. It, if there's there's something almost cruel mm-hmm. about releasing that into the world, I'm not sure whether I want to do that. We'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait until the paychecks roll around and we'll see. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, I'll I'll see see if I can uh, see how many yachts I can afford. Got to keep Daddy in new miniatures. You told me I was not allowed to use Daddy as a name, and I, I think you shouldn't be allowed to use it either. <laughs> that was not in the contract. I don't. I they, listen. If you're going to use it, then Daddy's going to use it. <laughs> All right. I will never use it. Yeah. Okay. It's an embargo. That's fair. Um, is that the word? Peace treaty. What's the word? Sure. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. We love you very much. My name is Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor. If you have a question, you can send it in to either of us. Find us online. It's not hard, except if you're trying to find Chris. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, you can send intros. a question. Yes, intros? Yeah, my God, please send us some intros. <laughs> Something. Oh, my God, we're What should we do with here. the little beginning bit? Because we just don't know. We, we don't to, do anything but RPGs. We have to try and lure you into a full sense of confidence. Because we can't yeah. just come right out the gate with questions. You have to. We have to pretend we're people. Like, I have literally done more in RPGs, like, during a game, than I have in a given week, than I have in real life. Mm-hmm. Yes. We we are we do not. Maybe this is a sign that we should play more games because they're cool. We should t- take up a hobby. I have, thank that, you. That aren't isn't a game. Oh, maybe we could really get into wrestling. You thought about that? No, I'm mm. not strong. No, no, we watch it. Anyway, listen, thank you. We love you. Please tell us some things to talk about in intros, or maybe, or just like give us some clues to be a more interesting pair of people. We love you. <laughs> you look great. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>